Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Koslowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Monopoly money is often used as a placeholder for fake money. I'll have a Coke. Is Pepsi okay? Is Monopoly money okay? A classic joke. But what if one day, a large portion of people got together and decided that Monopoly money actually had value? That everyone from the banker to the night women patrolling under the bridge would begin taking Monopoly money as legal tender? This would be a decentralized currency. That doesn't answer to any government, just the printing press capabilities of Milton Bradley. Does this sound like a good idea to you? Then you're going to love the idea behind cryptocurrency, which I'm sure you've had someone mansplain to you already. Blah, blah, blah. There are more nuanced things going on with crypto. Blah, blah, blah. The blockchain actually makes it so that fraud is much harder to commit. Blah, blah, blah. You're going to be paying for your groceries with tomato coins soon. We talked all about how crypto works on our blockchain blockheads episode and some of the ways in which people are manipulating the system to get rich at the expense of others. But until recently, no company had dared to fail hard enough for us to bring them on the show. Well, today, that changes as we dig into discussing the recent downfall of the online crypto trading platform FTX and the nerd behind it Sam Bankman Freed Sam Bankman Freed is hot No <laughs> No he is not All right video people there there's a picture now of him I'm putting him in he, I didn't even write anything in about this um but I had such strong feelings for it I'm glad you brought it up immediately. I call him a nerd multiple times. This man is quite possibly the worst looking CEO ever. No. He like We've had so many ugly ones. He he looks like um the guy that had a crush on you at math camp. You know? You know I didn't go to math camp. I know, but if you did, like imagine you went to math camp and He and, just looked like every guy who ever had a crush on me. Wow, sad sad he's um it's rough out here it's just he doesn't look like a ceo he doesn't you'll find out he doesn't what act. does a ceo look like kashan oh he doesn't act uh, are you kidding <laughs> are you kidding me um just historically like straight white man like late 40s just okay, that's true. historically speaking okay true um this is a 29 year old man He's 30. He's 30 now. Yes, he's 30 you know? now. Um, but, but he looks like he whimpers a lot, you know? Oh, yeah. He totally gets dominated in the bedroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah, looks yeah, yeah. like he wants to be spanked. No, there's some pegging going on for sure. Oh, Sam Bankman Freed, call me up. I've always wanted to do it. Never have done it. Great. Once you get out I of- will go on record and say that I will peg- Sam Bankman Freed. Let's make it happen, y'all. The the internet's a glorious place. So let's get a dildo into Sam Bankman Freed's ass and let's have it attached to Nina Kern. Hell yeah. So welcome. Well, I will do it. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> to White Collars, Red Hands. Uh, I'm Kashan. And I'm Nina. And like we. Or Mistress. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. So today we're talking about FTX. You may. I've heard about it. It's been literally everywhere. Uh, but I wanted to wait a little bit and uh, get enough information out that we could do a good overall episode, not only about the beginnings of FTX, but also about its downfall. So you may have heard about it, and you probably, like me, or like I'm sure Niner right now, don't know exactly what happened. So today, we're going to tell you. And it starts with Sam Bankman Freed. Or, as he is known, cutesily by many people, SBF. Son of a bitch fucker. Yep. You got it. Yep. Nailed it. it. It's not his initials. It's that. Um, but 
SBF was born in March of 1992 to a pair of lawyers who are both professors at the Stanford Law School. He stood out early as a nerd, like I said, by attending math camps. He actually did go to math camps, so, you know, saying he looked like that wasn't slander. He went to math camps. That was a little Uh, bit of slander. Yeah, well, maybe all of the whimpering stuff I said, maybe. Um, Algebra. See, that was him. That's a good... That's probably the best impersonation I've seen of Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, You're welcome. A, ever. You're welcome. Um, and he eventually graduated from math camp to the bigger math camp, which is MIT, where he graduated with a degree in physics in 2014. You know who else went to MIT? A lot of people, but who were you thinking of? <laughs> McGee from MCIS. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't you ever re- watched MCIS? I don't remember the show my mom used to watch 15 years ago. No. His name might not even be McGee. Great. Awesome slam dunk reference, Nina. However, jobs are hard to come by with a BS in physics. So with the job market declining, SBF took an equal and opposite reaction. Oh, good one. Physics, huh? By entering the world of finance when he accepted an internship at Jane Street Capital in 2013, where he would work full time after graduation as a trader in the ETF space. In 2017... He exited Jane Street to co-found the trading firm Alameda Research, which is named as a research institute because SBF thought that it would give them clout, not for any like actual reason, uh, which is going to be a recurring theme. He cares more about what things look like than how they actually are. Well, when you look like that, you have to care about what other things look like. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you want to. I'm sure that he would have loved the metaverse, right? If you if he could just do business in the metaverse, oh yeah, he would have thrived. Except for his voice is super nasally and also very nerdy. Oh, is it? It's hard to listen to him. So, really? Yeah. Damn. It's pretty painful. So so if you really want to go out there and listen to interviews with Sam Bankman Fried, go ahead. It's a painful experience. I'm gonna look it up later. Well, have fun. I gotta know what I'm gonna listen to later. Yeah, you could. That's what you're gonna fall asleep to. No. Some saying while ba- I peg some SBF. ASMR. Oh my god. Ugh. He's like, yeah, that's so good. Ew, wait, oh, really? Yeah. I can't do it. Oh yeah. Ah! <laughs> I hate that. I need uh, money. <laughs> so, Not Bitcoin though. Yeah, it's fake money. Just like Monopoly money, remember? Uh don't you fucking say that. Okay. Tell Milton Bradley that. Oh my god. This is where at Alameda Research is where SBF would become a millionaire. He exploited an arbitrage. Do you remember what an arbitrage no, I don't is, Nina? Remember, what, it's when people storm the castle. You know, it's kind of like a coup. I don't even know what you're trying to it's, say. It sounds like somebody's going to take over something. Well, no. Like they try to get to the castle, and the they're putting up the bridges for the moat, and then they're like arbitrage. It's like a siege. Sure. Yeah, I don't know what you're going for, but it's not that. That's Bel- what it sounds like. Believe it or not, it sounds uh, like pill- like it would go along with pillage and plunder. Oh, pillage, plunder, and arbitrage. Yes. Shouted Genghis Khan a few times. I'm sure. Uh, <clears throat> no ar- good documentaries on that guy. Well, I'm sorry. Make one. Be the change you want to see in the world. Um, Arbitrage is basically where there's a small difference in prices. So you buy it at the lower price and sell it at the higher price. Oh, yeah. But you do a large volume so that you actually make money. Yes. So that's what he did. He used in, he utilized an arbitrage between the price of Bitcoin in America and Japan. Uh, See, so due to a timing difference, he could buy the Bitcoin in America and sell it in Japan for a higher price. Ah. So utilizing the slight different Alameda research raked in between 10 and and $30 million in the early stages of 2018. Damn. In 2019, SBF, bolstered by confidence that he knew what he was up to in the crypto market due to his recent win, decided to move forward with launching his own online cryptocurrency exchange. So in April of 2019, FTX was created. FTX is short for futures. Wait, no, you know, actually, before I finish, what do you what do you think it is? Freaking titties extreme. No, believe it or not, you're wrong. What was SBF again? It was um, son of a bitch fucker. Son of a bitch fucker. Uh, you're over two nine. I'm sorry. No, that's not what it is. Damn. It it is, however, futures exchange. Futures exchange. Much more. Bo- Where's what? the T? It's in futures. It's definitely not fucking titties extreme. Frickin' titties extreme. 
Oh, I'm sorry. The one time you chose not to say the F word in your life. Uh, so FDX was created with the help of math camp buddy and fellow MIT graduate Gary Wong. They did actually go to math camp together and then went to college together. Cute. A lifelong friendship. Ish. Lifelong oh, until no. recently. Uh, six months after the inception of FTX, they got their first big investor in the CEO of another crypto exchange uh, by the name of Cheng Peng Zhao, who is the CEO of Binance, who sunk $100 million into the young company. Oh, my. FTX was a different kind of exchange for crypto as it allowed some trading functionalities that weren't present on other sites, such as an over-the-counter market, a spot margin market, and options and derivatives on crypto, which is something you see in a lot of stock trading markets, but Mm -hmm. not on crypto exchanges. We'll talk a little bit about why in a bit, but yeah. Anything so far, Nadia? No, I don't understand anything. All right, great. Uh, I'm not going to go super into details. Please don't. But basically... I want to live on the surface. Basically, at least for the spot uh, the spot margin trading that I mentioned last, uh, basically they let people put collateral into an account. Okay. All right? Then trade with crypto they technically didn't own to profit. So you get to you get to trade things that you don't actually own, and then if you lose, they just take the collateral you put up. Who takes the collateral? FTX. <coughs> FTX does. Okay. Yeah. Then they also had a uh, built-in auto liquidation feature that, as soon as your deficit exceeded your collateral, it would liquidate your whole account to keep rogue traders from gambling with more money than they actually had. Okay. You know, so it's like, oh, you went too far, bam, we we sell everything that you're trading with and we just, like, take all the money from you to stop people because people don't always stop when it comes to, like, Right, yeah, I mean, that's why, yeah, people have gambling addictions and they'll continue until... It's it's a problem. Anyone who's Until they, you know, have to sell the the house on the ponies. Anyone who's been on the Wall Street Bets Reddit knows that, you know, basically gambling in the hands of most people and when it's on such a volatile asset such as crypto... It becomes the equivalent of me sitting down at a high roller poker table when I barely know how to play. All right. I'm just going to get fucked over. Uh, And that's what happens with these people. Um, These options made the platform enticing, however. And by August of 2020, they started expanding, acquiring other crypto companies such as Blockfolio and raising billions of dollars from investors, which led SBF to buy out Zhao for $2 billion dollars. Out of that original $100 million investment. Part of this buyout was done with FTT, the coin that FTX had made themselves. So they made their own cryptocurrency and they did a lot of the buyout or at least part of the buyout in that coin. Okay. I got a question. Mm-hmm. How do you just make your own cryptocurrency? It goes back to like, we're, I'm not going to get back into like the blockchain that we talked about yeah. in that one episode. But anyone can do it. Okay. Um, that's what kind of makes it pretty, Bullshit. pretty scammy. Yeah. yeah. And that's why there have let, and we talked a little bit about some of the scams, like the squid, the squid coin scam. Yes, it, yeah. I you, remember that. You can just kind of make it. Okay. And that's bullshit. Like uh, Dogecoin. Yeah. And now it's become like not a joke somehow. It's, it's wild. The internet's weird. Um, it is wild. So FTT, they made this coin themselves. And it provided users with discounts on transaction fees on the exchange when you use it on FTX. So FTX then used the capital raised through investors to expand its operations, adding a venture capital arm, a gaming division that would help video game developers add NFTs into video games. Yeah. Uh, FTX started engaging in expensive and now infamous marketing deals such as Super Bowl commercials that featured Larry David, ironically saying that crypto is a stupid idea. It was like this whole thing about Larry David, like shooting down popular ideas throughout history. And then in the end, someone was like, you should try investing in crypto. And he's like, eh, which is really ironic now. It's very Yes, yes. Um, As well as many other promotions with celebrities, such as Tom Brady, Steph Curry, Shaq, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, and a multitude of others. They also bought the naming rights to the Miami Heat Stadium, which for a very brief period was known as FTX Stadium. What? Yep. And a couple of chess tournaments. Of course. Plus, they sponsored the umpires in Major League Baseball. They had little 
FTX logos on there. Really? On the umpires, which is the most boring part to sponsor. Someone's got to do it, Kashan. Yeah, you might as well sponsor the toilets in this in the stadiums, like umpires. Yeah. I respect you. I'm coming for you, Angel Hernandez. He's a terrible umpire. Oh. You'll get that if you know baseball. Um, I don't. I didn't get it. I know. Uh, SBF was slingshotted into the stratosphere as crypto became more popular, and the value of FTX made him a billionaire, one of the youngest at the time. And he marketed FTX as a revolutionary company and himself basically as a prodigy. Everyone was like, this guy's a whiz kid. He's the next. Uh, I mean, I do think he was very smart, but I don't think you yourself can be like, I am a prodigy. Yeah, he didn't really say he's a prodigy, but you could tell that's how he was like. That's how he acted. Yeah, that's like how he was portraying himself. Um, and it definitely what other people called him. Like, uh, Gross. Like a Steve Jobs kind of like, he's the next Steve Jobs. Everyone's always looking for the next Steve so Jobs. So he's, he's the next person. Never mind. Yeah. He's going to die of cancer. Okay, well, not that one. Um, he once held a meeting with investors where he played League of Legends the entire time. Which is a video game. I know. I, uh, well, I but I why? I, mean, I don't know. But why? Because he's, and he was bad, I guess, too. It was very funny. I guess he used to stream and he was like pretty bad at it. Um, But because he's a child. And he acts like a child constantly, but everyone's like, it reminds this, this little me, whiz kid, he, he's, he's breaking, he's a billionaire and he plays League of Legends. It reminds me of Martin Shkreli, right? Is that who I wanted to say? Yeah. 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 He reminds me of him. A little bit. He's less, he's not as weaselly as him. You know? Well, but like the, like, oh, he, let he, me stream League of Legends and like, let me, yeah, he, like, he, let me do this bullshit. That's all similar. He's definitely like, uh, like a millennial that got rich. Yeah. You know, um, and that's just kind of something It's just, you can see how that is kind of interacting now and who they kind of are. Um, but in a lot of ways, they're just not different than the old school rich people. No, which, absolutely not. Which we'll find out. Um, but when the investors found out that he had been playing League of Legends, they actually praised him for being able to keep up a conversation while hashtag poning noobs. So they still found a way to turn it into something positive at the time. And the whole time, SBF also was a media presence due to his weirdness. He went on many shows to discuss why a billionaire was living in a penthouse in the, in the Bahamas, where FTX is incorporated, by the way. Kind of a shady... A shady thing already off the bat that they're incorporated in a tax haven country. But, yeah. But whatever. Why is he living in a penthouse in the Bahamas with 10 roommates and making TikToks, which are cringe, by the way. Very cringe. Just the cr cringe levels over 9,000. It's wild. Really? Oh, they're so bad. Oh, I should um, watch them. But although he touted the safety of crypto on these media stints, especially on his platform, and publicly called for strict regulation of the crypto market, he was like, calling for regulators to regulate crypto, which he got into a lot of fights with Zhao from Binance over on Twitter, um, and even declared that he was an altruist. I forget the exact name of it, but I guess he followed some, like, school of thought where he was, like, earned to donate, so he wanted to, like, he said that he wanted to make money so that he could just donate a lot of money so to like charities. A like a philanthropist? Yeah, but like even harder. Like that was his whole motivation My towards getting rich in the first place. so hard, bro. Like I'm the hardest philanthropist out there. Yeah, just like what a flex, bro. Um, so although he was pledging to donate a lot of his earnings to charity, it was all lies. Beneath all of this, there was a sinister plot unraveling that would soon come to light. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, all right, let's get a little nitty gritty here. Nina, what regulatory agency do you think regulates cryptocurrency as of right now? I know this. A. As of this second? Yeah. Okay. A, the SEC. B, the FTC. Okay. C, the USDA. Or D, the FDIC. What's the FDIC? It's the Federal Deposit Insurance uh, Corporate or something. I forget the C. I want to say none of the above. Is that an option? Or do I have to pick one? You can pick none of the above. I'm going to pick none of the above. You're kind of right, but ah. also kind of wrong. Damn. It, that, that's that's kind of how I operate. Kind of right, but kind of wrong. Yep. Uh, it's going to be the book you write one day. Uh, kind that, of right, that, but kind of wrong. That will be my autobiography, Nina Kern. Kind of right, but kind of wrong. Right on the shelf next to... Don't shit on me. Jokes by Nina Kern. Right next to everybody poops and the Holy Bible. Oh, my God. The the Holy Trinity right there. Um, So it is kind of the United States Department of Agriculture. Why? The USDA. Good question. Well, that has nothing to do with agriculture. I know it does. So you're kind of right. The agriculture is the ground. But also kind of wrong. Jesus Christ. So technically, digital currencies are overseen by something known as the Commodity Future Trading Commission. CFTC. The CFTC. Mm -hmm, That's right. Um, But futures were, it is an independent department of the United States government. Um, But futures were originally and are still kind of tied to the Department of Agriculture because futures were mostly bought on agricultural products such as grains. Okay. So they were originally regulated by the USDA and still are kind of, they have a lot of ties to the USDA. Um, So digital currencies are thought of as commodities like corn. It's corn! It has the juice. It has the juice. Uh, And not securities like stocks. This is an important distinction because that means that you are not able to charge or pay interest on deposits in digital currencies which also means exchanges such as FTX can't use customer funds for investments because in order to do so, you would need to compensate your customers with interest. So if you go to FTX and you buy Bitcoin, okay, they can't take that money and invest it somewhere else like banks do. Okay. Because they would legally have to pay you interest on it, which they can't do. Because Bitcoin is a commodity, not a security. You know what's interesting about this is like when you ex- like finance bros, right? Mm-hmm. If you're like, hey, finance bro, why don't we just like print more money? Like, why don't we just like print more money? And then they're like, well, you can't just print more money. It's got to be back by gold. But these are the same people who are like crypto. Yeah, it's stupid. And then like, but it's made up and you're just... It's made up of the points don't matter. Yeah. Just like whose line is it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But don't I have a point? Yeah, they're dumb. It's a very good point. Yeah. Like, these are the same people. And then they'll be like, no, no, no. Let me tell you why crypto is the future. Like, you should be investing in crypto. Like, you've heard of Dogecoin. You heard of the squid money. Like, <laughs> No, yeah, this is this is a great. If, if I walk, I go to North I don't know if I just say what school I go to. I go to a, I go to a college, mm-hmm. and if I walk into the business school, it's funny. That's everyone. They're like, "Oh my god, yes!" They're, They're all like, just sitting in corners. Like, no, you're right. Also, I've always wanted to do stand up comedy. Like, it's so easy, bro. It's so easy. I can just like go up there and make jokes about stupid people who don't have crypto. Right, now we're speaking from personal experience, <laughs> and it's not a joke anymore, is it? <laughs> not a joke so but for now as far as this is considered i just want you to hold on to the idea commodities and securities okay commodities and securities they cannot invest 
They they don't invest the money because they can't give you interest like banks yeah. because it's fake. If you buy Bitcoin, they just have to like keep your money as okay. a placeholder and then like give money back to you when you when it when the asset sells. This is like the parable where the man had three. I think they might have been slaves actually. Three slaves. Or three people that worked for him. I can't remember. Okay. And he gave them each the same amount of money. And so the one man spent the money foolishly and lost it. And then the other man buried the money. And it didn't, nothing happened with it because it was buried there. So it held the same value. But then the third man went and he bought things that he could sell. And then he got more money. Like so Shrek the, on Blu-ray. So then yeah. when the guy came back and he's like, guys, what'd you do with my money? This idiot is like, oh, I spent it. And this one's like, here, I kept it safe for you. Is that kind of like Bitcoin? That was a long <laughs> story to get absolutely fucking nowhere. Yeah, sure. That's like fucking Bitcoin. Thank you, Nina. It's like burying the money in the ground. It doesn't gain any interest. Right? No. Oh. No, you're wrong even. On Damn it. On top of all that, you're wrong. Because the price of the asset goes up and down depending on the market. So you could sell it later and, and gain money. So it is like the third one. Putting cash in a bank account. But crypto is not cash. It's very volatile. It goes up and down. It's it, it Having cash is like burying the money in the ground. Heard. Just in a checking account. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. One of the first cracks in FTX was receiving a cease and desist order from the FDIC. FDIC. Due to some nice. Due to some misleading claims that SBF made on Twitter about deposits being covered by the FDIC, which ensures money deposited in banks. However, Something more insidious was going on under the hood of FTX than just misleading tweets. It turns out that Alameda Research was a little too close for comfort to FTX. SBF had relinquished control of Alameda after heading up FTX to avoid a conflict of interest. But people questioned whether or not he fully gave up control. Alameda still acted as a quote-unquote market maker. For FTX, which means they bought and sold FTX's assets in order to create a market for them. It's someone who buys, holds on to assets, and then sets a buy and a sell price for them. Okay. So you basically make the market. It's exactly what it sounds like. Um, And that, as far as that goes, that's legal. They can do that. It's fine. But when you have close ties to your biggest market maker... People are going to question. It's an, it's an obvious yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, conflict of interest, especially because one of the new co-CEOs of Alameda Research was none other than Caroline Ellison, a woman with whom SBF was said to be dating and who also lived in the same penthouse as him. He's going to give his company to his whore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought that was a quote from something. You made that up? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, also, Caroline Ellison, like if you've seen Sam Bankman Freed, looks exactly what you think his girlfriend would look like. So like not super hot? No. Wow. I figured that like he'd bag a baddie. No, actually, you need to see it. Google her. Caroline Ellison. For those of you at home, I'll put a picture of her up now, too. Not to clown on people just because their uh, looks. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Kashan likes to shame women. Uh, I already shamed him, too. So we're shaming everyone this episode. At least these two. That is not what I was expecting. I've seen this woman before. If you dig really deep, there's, like, maybe a kind of good picture. Don't they just look perfect for each other, though? So um, I really thought he was going to be with, like, some sort of supermodel. Nope. Even the money, I guess, didn't do it for people. It's that nerdy-ass little voice and all the time he spends playing League of Legends. Maybe he just really loves her. Nope, not anymore. Uh, it is hard to say you don't know what is happening at a company when all you have to do is ask across the pillow. She's right there. Pillow talk. Yeah, also, what terrible pillow talk. Just like, so what's going on over at Elevator Research this week, baby? Stop. <laughs> oh, God. Kashan. Uh, 
That made my vagina dry up for a month. I have that effect on people. Uh, they even both appeared publicly, and when asked if there was a By any co commingling or special attention given to Alameda, they wholeheartedly denied it. Um, I just can't. There's images in my head that I can't get out. Well, you're welcome for that. Uh, but there was special attention. I feel ill. Okay. Good. There was special attention. It turns out Alameda had an account at FTX that was able to go into the negatives. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. They had a user account that was able to go into the negatives. It is the only account on the entire platform that was allowed to do so. And special code had to be introduced to allow it to happen in the first place that, according to an SEC filing, came directly from SBF. He, or, well, he didn't write the code, but he was the one who gave the order to write the code. And it also allowed the special account an exemption from that auto-liquidation safety feature that we talked about earlier that would auto-liquidate your account if you traded too much past what you had in collateral. Also, it turns out their collateral levels were also below what they needed to have in there. So just it was kind of wrong everywhere. Um, also, those that account was the only account to have those features as well. No other account on the FTX platform was found to have access to any of those features except for Alameda's. Alameda treated this account as basically an unlimited line of credit where they could just pull money constantly out of this account, but it didn't have to go on the books per se. You know, mm. it just got written off to this account. And SBF funneled billions of dollars out of FTX and into Alameda so that they could invest in risky crypto deals. Oh, Sam, that's illegal. Now, where was this money coming from? Well, it was the users of FTX's deposit money that they were funneling out of the company. Remember how I said you can't do that earlier? Mm -mm. They did that. Um, something that FTX had stated outright in their terms of service that they would never do. Liars. They attempted to cover up this outpour of money by directing it through shell company accounts that were actually subsidiaries of Alameda and knowingly altered the balance sheets of both companies to veil the transactions. On the FTX side, they wrote off the liabilities to an account that was actually controlled by Alameda, but titled fiat at FTX.com. Which, by the way, fiat currency is just, that's money that's circulated and backed by governments. So now that we have so all... there's not little cars on the money. No, it's Damn. it's not it's not like Cole's cash, but that you use in a car dealership. It's it's fiat currency. Damn, I, fiat probably means something. It's that not has like crossover, but yeah, bonus bucks that I used at school that had my principal's face on them. Wow, how narcissistic of that principal! But <laughs> no, it's it's not like that at all. Um, so like the dollar, that's a fiat currency. So they basically just called it money at FTX.com, which is hilarious. Um, and it, that concealed the actual destination from investors who looked at the balance sheet. They wrote it on the liability, but they thought it was just tied to this account. And then that's it. On the Alameda side, they hid the money coming in by adding them to third-party loans that they had already received from other sources by just hiding the money in there. Uh, those loans, by the way, were the reason they needed all of the money in the first place, since in 2022, the crypto market declined significantly. And with most of Alameda's dealings being in crypto, their lenders called for repayment on their loans because they got scared. They're like, oh, you do crypto and crypto ain't looking so good. So give us our money back. But Alameda had already lost so much money on their assets. And what they did have in large quantity was in FTX's own token, FTT. It turns out, most of the assets held by Alameda, a large proportion was FTT tokens, which means that <clears throat> if they sold it to pay off their lenders, the price of FTT would fall even further, oh, meaning they man. had even less money, thereby hurting the value of their assets in just like this big vicious cycle. So they can't do that. 
So this also showed Alameda had more exposure and risk from FTX than it was telling to investors. They're an arm length away, but they're really tied together because all of their assets are in FTX through the way of FTT. So instead, SBF funneled $8 billion from FTX in order to pay off these loans, hoping to make enough money later to write the ship. Of course, they still had money to loan to themselves, however, as Alameda made low or no interest loans to many of the executives, including over $1 billion in loans to SBF himself, of which some of the promissory notes that were written listed SBF as both the lender and the borrower. No, you can't do that. Yeah, just kind of a big, kind of a big no. This is a giant conflict of interest. Yeah, don't. I mean, hey, if there's any CEOs out there listening... Don't fucking do that. Don't do that. That's uh, that's wrong. So SBF then took these customer funds and used it to buy premium real estate. Also, it is said that the $6.5 million for the Larry David Super Bowl commercial was also paid using customer funds funneled out of FTX this way. Still, public opinion of FTX was running high, even with all of this happening in the shadows. That is, until a Coindesk article came out in August of 2022 that reported on Alameda's large position in FTT. They found a balance sheet and found how much of their assets was listed in FTT. Because of this, on November 6, 2022, Zhang of Binance announced publicly on Twitter that he was going to sell the FTT that they got in that buyout valued at over $500 million dollars. This is going to be a problem. Yeah. If he does that. That's a lot of money. And it's going to drive all of Alameda's assets down too mm-hmm. because they're going to sell it. So Caroline Ellison tweeted publicly that day that if he was going to sell it, they would gladly buy it at $22 a coin. In a very sad attempt to keep the value from going down, being like, oh, well, we'll buy it for like quintuple the price of what it's actually worth then if you're going to sell it. Um, but it was just bullshit. Yeah. Um, and she later said that that quote was very stupid. Uh, I I'm sure paraphrased that, a little bit, but well, I'm sure that she was freaking out. They yeah. were freaking out. Like they already were in hot water. And then he says that, yeah, it's that episode in SpongeBob where he's like running through his brain and like, like name, name, we got to find the name and everything's yes, on fire. Yes. Yes. It, it was that at Alameda. Um, this prompted a a run on the FTX exchange that saw many people try to withdraw their money from the site. They were like, oh, we got to get out before this whole thing goes down. Um, However, SBF had funneled so much money out of FTX that had been used to pay off all the lenders for Alameda that there wasn't enough to fulfill customer demand. He wasn't going to be able to pay all these withdrawals, which is going to be... Uh, no good. So in a desperate plea to keep the company afloat, Binance announced on November 8th that they were intending to buy FTX due to their liquidity crisis. And this caused the price of FTT to drop by 80% oh my gosh. in like a day. But after one day, Binance withdrew their rescue bid because they learned FTX was being investigated by the SEC and the CFTC and that they... And that the financial state of the company was in ruins. Well, they, it was. They literally got a look at their balance sheet, found out they were being investigated, and they were like, no. I mean, I don't blame them. And SBF found the deal fell through on Twitter. <gasps> they, didn't, they didn't even They didn't even tell him. They like posted, like someone reported on it, and oh, then John posted on Twitter, God. and he was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. This is like when my roommate, one of my old roommates, this was a long time ago, but um, her dad didn't tell her that he got married. She found out on Facebook. That's rough. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. So bad. imagine you're like, oh, man, I'm going to lose all my billions of dollars. And yeah. And you have to find out through a it's tweet. It's like that. That's rough. Uh, later that day, the FTX website stopped processing withdrawals and the entire business was gone in a flash. FTX and Alameda Research concluded business, shuttering their doors forever, and FTX declaring Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Fuck. Son of a bitch. Fuck. Yeah. You fucked up. It's bad. Yeah, bad. It, it, was, it was not good for them. 
After SBF stepped down as CEO, he was replaced by John Ray, who had experience uh, helping creditors recoup at companies that have declared bankruptcy. This is what he does, is he goes and becomes the CEO of companies that declare Chapter 11 bankruptcy and try to get the most money out of it. And he actually was even involved in the cleanup at Enron. Oh, wow. Even still, John Ray had this to say about the situation he founded FTX. These are direct quotes. <clears throat> he had never seen such an utter failure of corporate controls at every level of an organization. Once again, worked on Enron. And FTX was run by a very small group of grossly inexperienced and unsophisticated individuals. But SBF was a prodigy! Well, he's uh not a prodigy. He's a prodigy at being a little shithead, I guess. Mm. He's he's over succeeded at being a little shithead, which is great. Wow. It's kind of surprising that he said that, especially given the fact that he worked with Enron. And like multiple others. It's just yeah, that yeah. Enron's the big one that you mentioned, but this is what he does like for a living. And this was the worst. <laughs> which, by the way, it was discovered that FTX used QuickBooks, Intuit QuickBooks, what? to keep control of its accounts, which, for those of you who don't know, it seems Nina does know, is in is a software usually meant for small businesses to keep track yeah. of all of their their dealings, not large exchanges handling multiple billions of dollars. Yeah, I um a couple of uh, uh, at least one restaurant that I've worked at has used them. Most do. Yeah. Unless they're like an even larger chain that can afford the more expensive software. Yeah, this is yeah, that's why I know what it is. Yeah, multi-billion dollar companies don't, but they did. And at first it seemed as if SBF was not going to face any fallout as no charges were immediately pressed against him. Uh, he went on this like apology tour uh, stating that he was unaware of what was going on at Alameda. Or, you liar. They always do. He even mentioned that he was like, I don't even know what happened at FTX. I don't know why we hit this liquidity crop, whatever. Come on. Uh, but that he he said he was looking into the matter and that he would testify to Congress as soon as he knew the answers and they did schedule a time for him to come in and talk to congress however on december 12th 2022 just about uh, over a month ago uh the day before sbf was meant to testify in congress he was arrested by police at his residence in the bahamas at the request of the united states who was charging him with counts of fraud conspiracy to commit money laundering and conspiracy to defraud the United States and violate campaign finance laws. I didn't know. I thought that the Bahamas was like a safe haven. No, we have an extradition treaty with the we Bahamas. We do have one? Yep. Okay. Because yep. I was like, remember that one episode from the 70s where that guy was flying all over the place? Wasn't he in like Argentina? I don't. He was in Costa Rica, but then I thought he went to uh, the Bahamas. But maybe he, maybe he didn't. Maybe I, he went from the Bahamas to Costa Rica. I'm about to say we. No, don't, he went to Cuba. Oh, never mind. Yeah, we definitely don't have an extradition treaty with Cuba. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't like each other. No, yeah. Um, so as far as that last one goes, you might be like campaign, campaign finance laws. Where did that come from? Well, I'll tell you now. Um, it turns out that SBF was taking user deposits again, and not only giving himself loans. And naming arenas after his company, but also illegally donating it to many political campaigns, usually to Democrats, usually to Democrats aligned super PACs, but also spread some around to Republican candidates as well, um, mostly in the 2022 election. Overall, SBF is known to have donated over 70 million to political campaigns. Also, hashtag sexpot Caroline Ellison is part of the reason that SPF was arrested and all of this is known in the first place as the two nerd lovers became star-crossed over the fall of the company and Caroline flipped on her lover like a pancake. Oh. Taking a plea deal and cooperating with the SEC along with FTX co-founder Gary Wong. Too Wong. Too Wong. Uh, SPF was extradited to the United States and is currently out on a $250 million bail. Um, but of course, if if there was anyone that screamed flight risk, 
He's him. It's this guy. So they did have him give up his passport and wear an ankle monitor to make sure that he stays put at his mother's house in Palo Alto, California. Damn. So, now we await the trial or plea from Sam Bankman Freed. The man who became a millionaire, a company founder, then a billionaire, to ruins and finally to a criminal. The man who looks like he should be playing chess in a basement is the perfect example of how out of control things can be on the inside, even when they look like they are thriving on the outside. The downfall of FTX has already been compared to the quick fall of Lehman Brothers and the late 2000s, or the Lehman Brothers in the late 2000s and to Enron. Although, as more information comes out, it might have more in common with the latter. SBF is a fraud. He hid behind a veil of altruism, robbing his customers blind in the process, all in the name of greed, which I find detestable. I have always thought that if you're going to feed me a shit sandwich, don't dress it up to be like a gourmet hamburger. And that's exactly what Sam Bankman-Fried has done. Fed thousands a big old shit sandwich. It's just that this one has a tag registered on the Ethereum blockchain. Also, quick disclaimer, no conviction has happened in this case. This is an ongoing matter, and in America, all people are assumed innocent until proven guilty. But Caroline did plead guilty. Caroline's guilty. We can talk shit on her. Also, he's guilty. He's guilty. All right. He's guilty. Um, I had somebody... I told somebody we were going to do this episode and they asked me if they thought, if I thought he did it. And I was like, yeah. 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 What the fuck? Yeah. They're not just making all this up. They, you can't, you can't make all that up. No. Also, I guess Caroline Ellison also had this like meeting towards the end where she literally admitted it to the whole board. Like she was freaking out and she started talking about how like everything, everything had been happening and what had been going wrong and what's going to go wrong in the oh future. Oh my God, dude. And like right after like everyone quit. Like, literally after the meeting, they're like, we all resigned. Yeah, I don't blame them. So, it's wild. Yikes. So, yes, he did it. Yes, FTX is a big deal. I mean, the thing is, is not a lot of people had money saved in it. So, it's not exactly like Lehman Brothers where it's going to cause, like, a global collapse. That being said, it did. I mean... I mean, a lot of people have lost money. Yeah, and people are starting to really... I mean, people were already worried about, like... Is crypto a real investment? Is crypto good? Probably not. A lot of people got money at the beginning, but I I just don't see it being a long-term thing. And who knows? Maybe I'm the guy who's telling the Beatles that guitar music is on the way out, which someone actually told to the Beatles when when they were starting. Maybe. But it just doesn't feel like it. Yeah. You know? just does not feel like it. Uh, And there's already been, like, NFTs crashed this year. So... And crypto has also been going down. And this might make it worse. Yeah, it might. I, yeah. No, I definitely think it'll make it worse. So, you know, there it is. Hopefully that helps you understand a little bit of the news that's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's nice to do these pop culture ones. Yeah, you're the one who's always anti-pop culture. I did the Theranos episode. That's true. You know, so this is my second one. and You you just like, you don't like pop culture yeah yeah that's fair yeah no you're right um so if, if you want other resources on this there's a bunch out there uh most of the of what was stated in here came from the sec filing they list a bunch of stuff on there there's also a c t or a cftc there we go a cftc filing you can go read that if you really want if you're a nerd and this wasn't enough for you then fine go do that I'm done. I did the nerd stuff. I don't need to go redo it. I did all the nerd stuff already. But yeah, I guess if you're like me and you want to read all that bullshit, I say bullshit even though I read all of it. It's wild. Whatever. Then you can go do it. But before you do, if you liked what you heard here on this episode today, why don't you throw a little love our way first before go reading all that nerd shit, huh? You can go ahead and do that for free by leaving us a rating or a review. You can write a review on Apple Podcasts. Most of you are listening right now. We got analytics. We live in a computer age, goddammit. I know you're listening on Apple Podcasts. So go write a review, a good review, please, uh, or leave a rating. That requires you to not put any words out. You just got to click. You guys do that a thousand times a day. 
Do that. <coughs> uh, five stars would be great. I'm going to leave it there. Five stars yeah. would be great. Thanks, guys. Um, if you want a, you can also like, subscribe on all the podcasting services. If you are one of in the minority, we still love you. Just to a minority. Um, <laughs> if you want to support us for free, you can go ahead and uh, follow our socials as well. It's uh, facebook.com slash white collars, red hands, Twitter, at white collars, pod, uh, Instagram at white collars, underscore red hands. Uh, our TikToks are, are blowing up, man. Ooh, uh-huh. 500 views per what's going on. Hell we've, yeah. We've, bitches. We've never had such exposure in our life. That's not true. We had a couple Instagram reels. No, I know they, they, they've been doing good. So if you want to interact with us there, that's awesome. We're white collars, red hands there you can go to our website whitecollarsredhands.com and that's where you can check out what you can do not for free and you can just hand over some money directly to us well indirectly it's good it's got to go through them but t public t public sells our merch uh they got a bunch of stuff on there go check it out the link is on that website or it's always in the show description uh not the episode description the show description I feel like i should mention that once i never do um so you can go there click on that buy something that'd be dope um also rec- recommend it to a friend Everyone's always looking for a podcast recommendation. Even if they're not, tell them anyway, all right? Um, I get told a thousand things a day that I wish I didn't hear. So if that was one of them. Mostly you know, from me. Well, on Wednesdays at least when we record. Yeah, yeah m- m- Mostly from you. Uh, don't shit on me. Uh, I'm just going to be, I swear to God, I'm going to say that to someone and not realize it's an inside joke and they're just going to be they're like. They're like, what are you talking about? Which was my reaction when you did it last week. Oh, um, I still don't know what I meant. Me either. Uh <laughs> So go ahead and and be be that for someone else. Tell tell them the don't shit on me, but make it. You should listen to White Collars Red Hands. That's a bad analogy. Who yeah, cares? I, you just Who ruined cares? that. Who cares? It's okay. I you know I ruin stuff. That's how Not it is. This is the often. end of a, this is the end of an episode. Okay. Yeah. They this all. is where we get to say whatever we want. Unlike the rest of the episode, where we also say whatever we want. Okay. So. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time on another episode of White Collars, Red Red Hands. Hands.